about anything but in everything by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus, Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. Thanks for joining us today. This is the Hour of Intercession. I'm Pastor Joseph Parker. We invite you to look with us to begin with in the book of Joshua, Joshua chapter 1, beginning at verse 1. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, arise. Go over this Jordan, you and all these people, to the land which I am, I am giving to them, the children of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given you, as I said to Moses, from the wilderness and this Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites, and to the great sea toward the going down of the sun shall be your territory. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and of good courage, for to this people you shall divide as an inheritance. The land which I swore to their fathers to give them, only be strong and very courageous, that you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left, that you may prosper wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it, for then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid, nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Verses 1 through 9, Joshua chapter 1. Then looking briefly in the Gospel of Luke, Luke chapter 10, beginning at verse 25. And behold, a certain lawyer stood up and tested him, saying, Teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? He said to him, What is written in the law? What is your reading of it? So he answered and said, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength, and with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. And he said to him, You have answered rightly. Do this, and you will live. But he, wanting to justify himself, said to Jesus, And who is my neighbor? Then Jesus answered and said, A certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among thieves, who stripped him of his clothing, wounded him, and departed, leaving him half dead. Now by chance a certain priest came down that road, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. Likewise, a Levite, when he arrived at the place, came and looked and passed by on the other side. But a certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, came where he was. And when he saw him, he had compassion. So he went to him and bandaged his wounds, pouring on oil and wine. And he set him on his own animal, brought him to an inn, and took care of him. On the next day when he departed, he took out two denarii, gave them to the innkeeper, and said to him, Take care of him. And whatever more you spend when I come again, I will repay you. So which of these three do you think was neighbor to him who fell among the thieves? And he said, He who showed mercy on him. Then Jesus said to him, Go and do likewise. Again, Luke chapter 10, verses 25 to 37. Father, we thank you for your word, which guides us, counsels us, prepares us, and helps us to be well-equipped warriors for the battlefields of this world. Thank you, Lord, for the privilege you've given to us as your people, the, the body of Christ, 
to be involved in the work of the spread of the gospel and the great work of standing for life and against the tragedy of abortion. Stir us more and more, Father, to live and function every day with your heart, your mind, your eyes, and your perspective on seeing the world and seeing our part in helping to end the tragedy of abortion in our nation and in our world. Help us to have ears to hear, eyes to see, and help us to be your hands and feet to carry out this great work according to your perfect will. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Thanks again for listening to the Hour of Intercession. Our producer is Rick Roberts, and Rick is going to share a word of prayer this time as well. Father, we're so thankful that we can come before the Creator of the universe. We can come before you as our Savior, the one who has rescued us through your precious Son. Father, we bring our listening family to you today. Pray that you will help meet their spiritual needs, their physical needs, their, their needs in relationships, Father. We just pray that you'll protect them, that you'll watch over them. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Rick. And thank you again for being a part of our listening family. Just want to uh, invite persons that might be in the vicinity where they would be able to attend. And for others, we ask for your prayers. Uh, we'll be uh, spearheading a Festival for Life event that will happen at Life Changing Ministries Church on Wednesday, January 19th, 2022. That's next week. And, of course, a Festival for Life is a multimedia event that uses movie clips and movie trailers to help share a biblical message that encourages the church to do two things, to aggressively come alongside and support the great work of pregnancy clinics, but also an event to help stir the church to become passionate about standing for life and standing against the tragedy of abortion. Again, that's Life Changing Ministries in Tupelo, Mississippi. The address is 94 South Thomas Street at 630 Wednesday January the 19th, 2022. If you can be with us, we hope that you can. If not, please pray for the Lord to anoint and prosper this event. We continue this week to be involved in the great campaign that whereby American Family Radio partners with Preborn. Tragically, abortion is the leading cause of death in the U.S. and in the world, and over 860,000 abortions are performed in the U.S. annually, and over 63 million babies have been tragically aborted since Roe v. Wade in 1973. But in the midst of this awful tragedy, there are many things God's people can do, and one of those things is support great ministries like the Ministry of Preborn. Again, AFR and Preborn are partnering this week, and we're encouraging you to partner with us to help moms to choose life. Well, again, Preborn is a ministry that worked with hundreds of Christian pregnancy centers across the U.S., providing life-saving services such as uh, free ultrasounds, the ministry of preborn is the direct, you could say, competition to Planned Parenthood, and it is um, this ministry is the largest provider of free ultrasounds in the U.S. So keep in mind, if you'd like to support this work this week, we're encouraging you to do that. Uh, your gift of twenty-eight dollars provides one woman seeking an abortion, um, seeking an abortion, a free ultrasound, which gives the mom the opportunity to choose life for her baby. Again, $28 provides one free ultrasound. $140 provides five free ultrasounds. Again, if you'd like to get involved and support this work, simply call this number, 1-877-616-2396. Again, that's 1-877-616-2396. Or you can go online to donate at AFR.net. Again, that's AFR.net. We are greatly blessed and honored to have as our phone guest today, Terry Herring. She's the president of Choose Life Mississippi, and she's been a servant of Christ and 
a pro-life warrior in many other regards as well. Terry, how are you today? I'm doing great. Thank you, Joseph. Great to have you with us today. And uh, I'm going to ask if you'll take a moment further to uh, introduce yourself, and then we will uh, invite you to share about an important event that's coming up as well. Um, You know, I've been involved in the pro-life movement since about 1984 in Mississippi, and um, I've worn many hats, um, but one of the primary uh, influences I've had is with state legislation trying to ban abortion, limit abortion, um, anything that we could to save, uh, save babies in Mississippi. So we have lobbied the legislature for over 25 bills in Mississippi. The most recent um, bill that many people may know about is the Dobbs bill that is before the state Supreme Court. Um, I also am the president of Choose Life Mississippi, and so we're the license plate people. And we use the funds, as you know, Pastor Joseph, um, we use the funds that are collected from people purchasing a Choose Life tag to be able to um, provide some funding through a grant to over 30 pregnancy resource centers in Mississippi. So when you buy a Choose Life tag, you're letting people know you're pro-life, but you're also um, uh, supporting your local pregnancy resource centers. Mm. Okay, and so like if someone is listing and maybe they're in another state, uh, could they support uh, the one in their own state if they have one, or can they support Choose Life Mississippi? What would you encourage them to do? You know, if you're in the listening audience and you uh, would like to purchase a tag, I think that certainly most of the southern states um, have a Choose Life tag available in your state. Um, our, our, um, our, our web address is chooselifems.org. And so if you go to ChooseLifeMS.org, you can also just give a direct donation to Choose Life, and it is divided and, and again, used um, to support the pregnancy centers in Mississippi. So you could do either, but we are a nonprofit. We are tax deductible, and we can receive gifts outside um, just a license plate. Okay. And, of course, you just point, as you pointed out, that it's a great witness uh, it's a message that people can see as they drive down the highway or see a vehicle parked and a great witness for believers to be involved with carrying out as well. So, And Terry, you were going to share with our listeners about an event, an important event that's coming up uh, during this month, January Sanctity of Human Life Month. Yes. Um, you know, Joseph, every year we have an event on January 22nd. Um, January 22nd is the anniversary. I say the anniversary we don't celebrate, but we do remember the unborn babies that have died uh, since Roe v. Wade in 1973. This January 22nd is the 49th anniversary of Roe v. Wade, and Roe v. Wade was a decision by the Supreme Court that allowed abortion on demand um, basically throughout the full nine months of pregnancy in the United States, and it has resulted in over 60 million deaths. So when we um, have this event in January, you know, what we really want to do is, as you mentioned earlier, put put feet to our faith. Mm-hmm. Um, it's great to pray at home, and certainly many times uh, the prayer closet uh, 
is where we get much of the work done. But there are also many scriptural references to public prayer. And this is a call to public prayer. We need your presence at the Mississippi State Capitol. Um, It begins at 6 p.m. It's a candlelight vigil. So it's, uh, but it's a prayer vigil. It's a candlelight prayer vigil. So we are praying and we're lighting a candle and we're remembering the lives that have been lost through abortion and we're praying for an end to abortion. And um, the governor, Governor Tate Reeves, is joining us this year, as well as several other prominent um, people and good prayer people and pastors that are going to be a part of this event. It's outside, so that helps protect us from the possible transmission of of the virus. Um, But we are on the steps of the state capitol at 6 p.m., January 22nd which is not this weekend, but the following on a Saturday night. Uh, We Mm -hmm. plan to pray an hour, and we would love to have your presence there during this special time. Um, The thing that that really prompts my heart is, as a pro-life advocate, and I don't know that you feel this way as well, but when people engage, when people take the time on a cold January night, Mm-hmm. to come and take a stand. It matters. Mm-hmm. It matters. And I think that a lot of times um, people don't understand the power of people coming together and praying together and making their presence known mm-hmm. and not being ashamed. You know, one of the things that we know, those of us who are Christians um, and have heard the gospel, there is um, that element that that really requires a public profession of your faith. Mm -hmm. We want you to publicly profess Christ. And so making a public profession in a sense that you are standing against abortion, I think is is a great declaration to make. And we would love to have everyone uh, who can be there join us. Okay. Okay. Well, we're coming up on a break, and we'll pick up right there on the other side. Our phone guest today is Terry Herring. She's the president of Choose Life Mississippi. We'll be right back.
music of Covenant Church with I Will Lift Up My Eyes. Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession here on American Family Radio. Our phone guest today is Terry Herring. She's the president of Choose Life Mississippi. Terry, as we begin this segment, I want to ask if you'll pray specifically for the church as a whole and for the leadership of the church, pastors and leaders in the church, to really have to grow in the area of listening to the Lord and getting involved with the pro-life cause. Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus, and we lift up the Church of Jesus Christ, all churches, Father, that proclaim your name, that the divine revelation of the sanctity of human life, that every life is valuable to you, and you have plan and purpose for every life, including theirs, but also that they would see the significance of the life of the unborn child. We thank you, Father, that you will reveal um, how important the shedding of innocent blood is, Father, and that there are things that are are too great for us to even understand with our minds, but in our hearts we know that abortion must end, the church must be a part of, of, a lot of, of putting America as the life that it should be. We've cr- proclaimed to be a Christian nation, Father, and we need the church to rise up and to be the, the, uh, the part of the nation that they should be in understanding your protection. And we pray your protection, Father, now over the lives of these unborn children. We pray that the church will rise up and be a voice for the voiceless, that they would not be embarrassed, the pastors would not be ashamed, that they would not be afraid to proclaim the unjust uh, act of abortion, that they would protect their flocks by making it clear that abortion is unacceptable, that it is sin, Father, but that also it not only takes the life of a child, but it also hurts women. So we thank you, Father, for churches and pastors who will be bold and courageous in proclaiming the full gospel, including that that includes being involved in our land to bring righteousness. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. And Father, I do thank you for the privilege you've given us as the church to be your hands and feet in addressing this tragedy and bringing it to an end. Stir us to recognize, Lord, that every single one of us as believers who are listening today have a part to play in helping to stand boldly for life and helping to come against and end the tragedy of abortion. Help us to have the ears to hear and the hearts to receive all that you'd have us to hear and do. And help us to be faithful hearers and doers of your word. We thank you. We praise you in Jesus' name. We do pray. Amen. Thanks again for listening to the Hour of Intercession. Our phone guest is Terry Herring. Terry, you're going to share with us some about your own journey and how you came to be involved with the important cause of standing for life. You know, um, it's so appropriate appropriate for us to talk about church because um, I love church. And some of the, the, the things that have happened in my life, um, while being a Christian 24 hours a day is important, 
um, the time when believers come together and the anointing of God and the presence of God is there. You know, we see this throughout Scripture where they came together and they set apart someone mm-hmm. for the work they were called to. Mm-hmm. And I specifically, um, I had my third child was born in 1984, and Dr. Beverly McMillan, who I called the mother of the pro-life movement in Mississippi. She's an OBGYN, but she was also the first abortionist. Um, and as the Lord uh, saved her, redeemed her, she became a voice for the voiceless and is now one of the the principal advocates for life. So we appreciate her. And at that time, um, she came in and they asked if they could take a picture of my baby for the cover of the magazine and document no one was holding my newborn. And I had no idea uh, what, I I didn't know anything about abortion. I knew that I was against it, basically, um, but didn't know much about it. And Dr. McMillan showed me pictures of the unborn babies that had been broken by abortion. Mm -hmm. And my heart was rent right then so even though we often say, oh, the, the, we don't want to see the bloody pictures, you know, God moves your heart with compassion mm-hmm. when you see. And the eyes to the soul are an important way. So I always tell people, don't uh, you don't have to uh, have pictures stuck in your face. Make an effort to mm-hmm. really know what abortion is and allow God to rinse your heart mm-hmm. because from that time— I became involved in the pro-life movement in Mississippi, and one night I got up to pray in church, and the Holy Spirit fell on me, and mm-hmm. um, it was a very prophetic prayer, and in a sense, it was it was what I ended up doing, which was to pursue ending abortion, and it was a powerful prayer in church. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think that there are things that happen as uh, when, when we're in the corporate anointing that are important. And just to show you the power of that, um, it's 35 years later. Mm-hmm. That calling in church, that prayer in church has sustained me as a volunteer. I have done my work for the pro-life movement as a volunteer without pay. I'm not saying everyone has to do that, but this was my calling, and Mm -hmm. I cannot, I cannot, I try to run from the calling, Mm -hmm. but my calling calls me. (laughs) And I I think that the calling for something like this is very important, but Mm -hmm. God has called us all to prayer, Mm -hmm. and even those of us who are involved specifically in the arena of abortion, Mm -hmm. we need people to come alongside we need people to be supportive, uh, you know, obviously financial support for organizations that are trying to help women choose life, mm-hmm. um, which is what we do with the license plate. But, but, but prayer and the calling and being in church and, and, and being a part of what God is saying at the moment, mm-hmm. and uh, it is just so vital. So that has sustained me to be uh, persistent in the pro-life movement. Mm. Well, you know, Terry, you said a lot in just those few words of you, the testimony you just shared and something that that's so important for us as believers to recognize that in the midst of our, our life of walking with God, largely through our prayer life and through the study of God's Word, 
a big part of the life of every believer is simply listening to God, listening through, by His Word and listening by His Holy Spirit. And the fact is, God speaks to all, all of us, obviously, through His Word, but He speaks by His Spirit to every one of us every day. But the key is, are we really listening? Because, again, when we listen and obey God, God's work can get done. And so what is needed is for every, in, in, in a similar fashion to as you did, you heard God speak to you and speak a calling into your life and upon your life. Well, God has a calling for every one of us. But again, our key is, are we listening? So again, thank you for sharing that. Would you specifically pray for believers to, to really have ears to hear what God is calling them to do, both as it relates to specifically what he'd have every listener to do in standing for life, but also even beyond that, whatever God's calling them to do, it's important that we have ears to hear and that we have an obedient heart as well. Would you pray for that in that regard? Yes. Thank you, Father, for giving courage and confidence, Father, that comes from knowing that who you call, you also equip. That no matter how insignificant we might feel, I, I, I remember you telling me, Lord, I will use the simple, foolish things to confound the wise. When I felt inadequate, Lord, you were my adequacy, and you made a way when there was no way. I thank you, Father, for stepping in and, 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 and going with people, that when you send us out, when you call us out, we are not alone that you are with us, that you will cause us to succeed, you will make a way in the wilderness. And Father, even where we feel uh, insecure and inadequate, that we will would ro- roll that over, that care over on you, yes, that we would allow Jesus. you to be our sufficiency, Father, and you are faithful, God. You are faithful to bring it to pass. I have seen you bring it to pass in my life to be able to say, Lord, I want to end abortion in my lifetime. And Father, yes, I thank you that we are so close to being able to say in a, in a very strong way that you have done this great thing in Mississippi yes. and that, that we are on the precipice of ending abortion in America as we have known it. And we thank you, Father, that through prayer, intercession, and the call of God, Every person here can be significant in what God's called them to do, and He has equipped you, and you can do it, and I pray you'll have the courage and boldness to walk it out. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Terry. You know, Terry, uh, I think of this, too, that there's there's such a need for us as believers to grow an understanding of the seriousness of abortion as well as understanding what it is. Of course, you know, uh, especially for people, believers who've been involved with the battle for a long period of time, it's so important to recognize abortion is devastating on so many levels. Obviously, it takes the life of a precious child for whom God, a child God created and for whom he had purpose, but it cuts that purpose off. But also, the devastation that follows once a woman realizes what she's done, the the father as well. Sometimes when a parent forces an abortion or a, someone else that pushes it, again, sooner or later when people realize it, 
the collateral damage is so, so extensive. So it's just so critical that we recognize that God wants to save us a lot of heartache and loss and trouble if we just simply hear his word, which says, you shall not murder and obey. You know, any thoughts that come to mind in relation to that? You know, um, Pastor, I was, uh, my husband and I got married right out of high school. And we, uh, we, we were in school, we lived in Arizona, and we made the trip with a small U-Haul out to Mississippi to go to Mississippi State. And um, about the time we were driving through, we'd only been married uh, for three months. I, w- I remember where I was on the road and when I said, I think I'm pregnant. And so as an 18-year-old girl, pre- maybe not prepared for college, but I was going to college and we, were, we had our own plan. Mm-hmm. He was playing football at Mississippi State. I was going to go to college. And before we got there, we were interrupted by what became God's plan. And I had, I had, I was pregnant and I confirmed it when we got there and, um, it was disruptive. Pregnancy Mm -hmm. is disruptive when you're unprepared, Mm -hmm. but you know, being unprepared, um, in the natural doesn't mean that God does not have a purpose Mm -hmm. and a plan and that he will make a way where there seems to be no way. Mm -hmm. So, um, I was in labor on my first anniversary, mm-hmm. um, so my son was born. I was 19 by that time, but I experienced that crisis pregnancy. Mm-hmm. I understand the fear. Mm-hmm. I understand the tears. I understand the um, just feeling unequipped on every level. Um, mm-hmm. And again, that your plan is disrupted um, and and how how do we redeem that? Well, I can tell you, um, at Mississippi State, um, giving birth to that baby, we had no money, we had hardly any means, and so you know when people say, well, you know we can't do it financially, or all the reasons people you know talk about why we should continue to allow women to uh, abort, mm-hmm. um, have been so wrong in my life. Um, you know, yes, I was um, a young woman. Yes, I was afraid. Yes, I shed tears. And yes, I embraced this new little baby who changed my life. Mm-hmm. I would not take anything for um, how God moved in my life and brought my first baby. His name is Gabriel, which means God is my strength. Mm-hmm. And um, we made it through those years day by day. And um Gabriel is now 43 years old and has three children. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but the point being that, that the initial impact of pregnancy requires much support. Terry, I'm going to have to jump in right here. We'll pick up right there on the other side. Our phone guest today is Terry Herring, the president of Choose Life Mississippi. We'll be right back.
here to declare to you my past is over in you things are made new surrendered my life to Christ I'm moving moving forward brought me to such a freedom Lord I have found in you you're the healer who makes all things new yeah yeah Listening to Hezekiah Walker with Moving Forward. Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession here on American Family Radio. Our phone guest is Terry Herring. She's the president of Choose Life Mississippi. Terry, if you'll pick up right there where you left off in your testimony there. Um, after after becoming a mother at such an early age and, and just loving being a mother, it was a wonderful experience. But I know... I also know the fear, and I can understand um, just a little bit of why women who feel unsupported and um, have other pressures um, that in a moment of weakness would choose abortion. And my heart goes out to these women because I think we do them a great disservice in even suggesting that it is good for their health, mental, physical, or spiritually. Mm-hmm. And so right now, Father, we just lift up women who have chosen abortion and have regrets. And we thank you, Father, that you would bring true repentance to their hearts yes, Lord, in, in such a way that they understand that it is the goodness of God that leads to repentance that God is a good God, that He forgives you, and He desires you to um, to proclaim your change of heart, to be able to say, I am a part of the pro-life movement, and it's okay because I have been forgiven. I have trusted God with this. Ask forgiveness. But then the important thing is to receive forgiveness. So we pray that every woman who has had an abortion would receive forgiveness from God, but she would also receive forgiveness uh, for herself. And sometimes that's the hardest thing to do, is to forgive yourself. So we pray for God's tender mercies to wrap His arms around you and bring healing to your heart and show you what He would like for you to do in regard to um, ending abortion and and helping other women um, not make the same mistake. Um, We pray in Jesus' name, Father. Um, Joseph, one of the things that I wanted to bring up, because this is what God has put on my heart, Mm -hmm. this is a very little time in my life, Mm -hmm. because um, one of the things that I said early on was that God put it on my heart and I don't, I've just always had this sense that, um, and now I know just how prophetic and how important it was that 
I was going to be a part, and again, not I, big I, but the calling and what God's called me to do was going to be a part of ending abortion and overturning Roe versus Wade. Mm-hmm. Well, here we find ourselves in Mississippi with the Dobbs case. This case is the, the most important case in history in 49 years to come before the U.S. Supreme Court. Mm-hmm. And it is very likely that it, it will overturn Roe versus Wade. Mm-hmm. And one of the things when this came up that the Lord told me in my heart was, get your hopes up. Mm-hmm. And of course, this is my private conversation with the Lord, but I'm like, Lord, are you sure? I should get my hopes up because one of the things that we hear, and I think it's very secular to say, don't get your hopes up. Mm-hmm. You don't want to be disappointed. But mm-hmm. yet the Lord is speaking to my heart, get your hopes up. Mm-hmm. And then he sticks your hopes way up. Mm-hmm. So my message today to those of us who are pro-life that have worked so long is get your hopes up. Because right. God is getting ready to do a new thing, and mm-hmm. our abortion laws are going to change. We don't know how much. We don't. We we don't know. But you know, um, God is going to um, use right because the Bible says that faith is the substance of things hoped for, mm-hmm. the evidence of things not yet seen. So, so Pastor, before we even have faith, we mm-hmm. have to have hope. Mm-hmm. So I say, get your hopes up, That's because right. God's getting ready to do something great in our land, and mm-hmm. we do not want to miss this opportunity to be prepared to help women who are going to be choosing life, and the decision should come down in June, which mm-hmm. will change every law throughout the United States. Mm-hmm. Mississippi has good laws on the books, and we're believing that our protection for the unborn will be at an all-time high. Mm-hmm. But I love this scripture in the parable of the persistent widow, mm-hmm. because um, Jesus spoke of a parable, and he said, Men ought off to pray always, not lose heart, and not lose heart, right? Because we could have lost heart. It's been 49 years. Mm-hmm. For me, it's been 35, mm-hmm. okay? But in a certain city, there was a judge. Think of the Supreme Court. Mm-hmm. Judges who do not necessarily fear God or regard man. Mm-hmm. But there was a widow in that city, and she came to him, and she said, I need justice for me from my adversary. And for a while, he did not answer, because he said within himself, I do not, you know, I do not fear. But because this widow continued, he said, um, even though I do not fear God nor man, I will give this widow what she wants, and I will have avenge her because she troubles me, and her con- and she wearies me with her continual coming. And mm-hmm. we know there's a lot of analogies that can be made on this, mm-hmm. but if you think about the judges, mm-hmm. the judges are answering the pro-life movement. They're answering to God. Mm-hmm. Right now, as we speak, they are determining what the abortion policy of the United States will be moving forward from this day, from this 49th anniversary. Mm-hmm. And he says, "God and, and, and shall God not avenge his own elect who mm-hmm. cry out day and night to him, though he bears long with them, I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. 
Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on the earth? So I want to encourage us in prayer, but I also want to say the pro-life movement has been that persistent widow, Mm -hmm. uh, that persistent woman, if you will, or man in your case, who would not leave this issue alone. That through the calling, through the church, we persistently sent Mm -hmm. new laws, new ideas to the court, to the court, to the court. We petitioned the court of God. We petitioned the court of our land. And this day, you know, these days are being fulfilled. These scriptures, these Mm -hmm. promises are being fulfilled. So, so, you know, I want to say, forgive me, but I want to shout from the rooftop, People, the the prayers that you've prayed on abortion over the last 49 years Mm. could very likely and are getting ready to be answered by this Supreme Court in June. That's right. Mm. So we have got to pray. We pray that that God will allow us to, uh, you know, to have the influence, this court, that they would be influenced to to completely overturn Roe versus Wade. That's right. And then mm-hmm. we will have a battle, Joseph, on every state front. Every state will then make laws on abortion. <clears throat> so will this end abortion in our land completely? No. But you know what? It will empower us mm-hmm. to begin to end abortion as we know it. It That's will right. give us, uh, you know, I tell people, you know, Goliath is the giant in the land. Mm-hmm. Um, the giant in our land has been Roe versus Wade. Mm. And I don't know if this will cut his head off, Mm -hmm. but I know it will take his legs out. Mm -hmm. And if you get a giant's legs out and you get him on the ground, it's a lot easier to take off his head. That's right. So we are are conquering giants Mm -hmm. through prayer, perseverance. You know, Mm -hmm. this widow was persistent. We have to pray. We have to be perseverant, persevere, and we also have to be present. That's so right. we're asking people to come on January 22nd to be present mm-hmm. to pray with a governor of our state who is willing to come there as well on Saturday night, January 22nd at 6 o'clock at the Mississippi State Capitol. Mm-hmm. More information is available at ChooseLifeMS.org. That's ChooseLifeMS.org. There are also events in all 50 states. There may even be a local event in your area, and mm-hmm. we will do our best to list on ChooseLifeMS.org um, all the events that are going to be available throughout Mississippi to actually be present to pray. Mm-hmm. So pray, persevere, and be present. And God bless you. Thank you for having me. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Terry. And, you know, just in line with what you just shared, too, it's so important for us to remember that the Word of God tells us time and time again, in a cause like this, the battle is the Lord's, and He uses us to be believers who come alongside Him in His Word and in His Spirit to stand and agree with the Word and the wisdom and the power of God's Word. Father, thank you again for the chance we all have of being your church, your vessels through which to help bring to end the tragedy of abortion. Stir us to be the faithful vessels you would have us to be in doing our part to bring this about. We thank you. We praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, as we normally do in the last few moments of the broadcast, if you're listening and you've never made the all-important step of asking Christ to come into your heart as Lord and Savior, uh, we'd like to invite you to do that important, make that important step. 
Again, in all of life, the most important decision is receiving Christ. If you'd like to make that step, would you simply pray this prayer with me today? Lord Jesus, thank you for loving me so very much that you came into this world a long time ago. You lived. You died on the cross to pay for my sins. Lord, three days later, you rose up from the dead so that I could be saved. Lord, I confess I've sinned and done wrong in many ways. I repent and turn from all the wrong. Forgive me, Lord, for all the wrongs I've done. Lord Jesus, come anew into my heart. Be my Lord and Savior. Make me the person you want me to be. You said in your word, Whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Right now, Lord, I'm calling on your name. Save me. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Help me to live my whole life for you. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Well, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, we invite you to please get in touch with us. My email is jparker at afa.net. Again, that's jparker at afa.net. Please email us. We'd like to share with you some uh, spiritual growth and some resources that will help you to begin to grow and grow strong in your new walk with the Lord Jesus Christ. So we certainly hope to hear from you. Again, the email jparker at afa.net. Well, Terry, again, thank you so much for being with us today, and thank you for sharing about the event, and appreciate the encouragement that you were sharing just in so many ways, both from your own testimony and encouraging others to know God can and wants to use every one of us, but being available vessels are so important. Would you share once again, if someone wants to get in touch with uh, the Ministry of Choose Life Mississippi, how they can do that? Yes. um, If you go to Choose Life, ms.org, then you can find out how to get a license plate, a Choose Life license plate. You can find out about adoption, and we will also have a place on there in regard to um, uh, something in your area on January 22nd to be present to pray to end abortion. In Jackson, Mississippi, we the, the governor will be joining us at the state capitol at 6 p.m. Mm-hmm. It'll be outside for a candlelight uh, vigil, prayer vigil, and it will be at six o'clock. You need to be there maybe 10 minutes till six on January 22nd, 6 p.m. State Capitol. Come and pray with us to end abortion in Mississippi and America. Amen. Well, Terry, thank you so much for being with us today and thank you for being an available vessel that God has and continues to use and keep up the great work, okay? Thank you for being a part of our listening family. Please pray much for Terry. Pray for the ministry of Choose Life and find out about what your local local state has to offer in the way of life, Choose Life license plates as well. It's a great outreach to get involved with. Thanks for listening. Join us again next time for the Hour of Intercession.
The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast do not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.